Welcome to the Pocono Morning Podcast, brought to you by Quiet Light Films, bringing forth beautiful and compelling stories from the Poconos, which seek to reveal our relationships with nature, the arts, and ourselves. I'm your host, Susan Watkins. Today, we're speaking with Courtney Tolino, president of the Pocono Cinema and Cultural Center in East Stroudsburg. Good morning, Courtney. Good morning. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself first? Sure. I've been working at the Pocono Cinema for just over nine years now. Wow. Nine years already. Yeah. And it's funny, um, when I started, it was supposed to be a summer job, very long (laughs) summer. Uh, I was going to East Strasburg University for my master's in reading education, and I needed a summer job. I had a graduate assistantship that only ran for the fall and spring semesters. So my one professor was on the board at the cinema and said, I have the perfect job for you. So I started just working in the cafe. And when I graduated, it was at the worst time for teachers. All the school districts were laying off. And I was subbing and still working at the cinema. And then they offered me uh, some office work. I started working there a little bit more, and then a little bit more, and then full time. (laughs) And then, you know, I went through a couple of different positions until ultimately landing at, at president and running the entire yeah. cinema. That's probably not an unusual thing for teachers who graduate, like you say, at the wrong time. It tends to go cyclical. And I've heard you yeah. know, many people who went to education and had to quickly think about what else they want to do. So you were actually, you were in the right place at the right time. Can you tell us a little bit about the history of this, this little gem in East Stroudsburg that shows independent films? Where did it come from? Yeah, uh, the theater actually has a very long history. Uh, the building dates back to 1929 as The Grand. It was the first movie theater in Monroe County, so we are the oldest movie theater. It used to be one large cinema, and in the 90s, John Yetter and his wife Carolyn uh, renovated it into the Art House Theater, and they promoted all Art House films, and then in 2008, we reopened as a nonprofit as Pocono Community Theater, and um, in 2015, we renamed it Pocono Cinema and Cultural Center because we do have stages in two of the three theaters, and now there are three screens. Those were added when we became a nonprofit, and we thought that the name really reflected what we did were both a cinema and a cultural center. Well, before we get to the cultural center aspect of it, Mm -hmm. when you say art house films, what exactly do you mean? So an art house film um, is a movie that is not a big studio blockbuster film that you can see anywhere. Um, These are independent produced movies that are uh, limited in their release. They're only on... um, you know, a certain number of screens. And uh, it used to be when it was 35 millimeter, there were only so many prints and they'd make their way around the United States. Now that it's digital, they are a little more available, but they do they do still uh, have limited releases and they only have so many screens that they'll give it to at a certain time. So you'll see that delay still. They'll open in New York and LA first and then make their ways to the smaller cities. So yes. we're fortunate to get it because most times if you look, You'll see these films only playing in Philadelphia or at our theater. So Yeah, that's a great point. You know, um, I, I moved here from Philadelphia 17 years ago and was really surprised to find three, in, at the time there were three independent screens at, at or films playing at your theater. And down in Philadelphia, of course, there were like 15. Mm-hmm. And I was wondering how I was going to, uh, 
you know, transition or adjust, just being a, a movie-going person myself, because when I lived in the Lehigh Valley, they only had one screen at that time in the whole Lehigh Valley. So it's that's why I call it such a gem. When I moved here, it's, you know, tucked away there on Cortland Street. Yeah. And uh, you could tell it's an old theater, but it's just great, the movies that you could see there. We're talking about films that you wouldn't really get to see in many, many uh, movie theaters. And at the same time, it's not that they're that obscure that we've never heard of them because recently some of the top films getting Oscars have been independent films, right? Yeah, that's uh, that's correct. So there are there's a very wide range for art house movies. Some have a little bit bigger budgets, and those are the ones that you'll see promoted um, a little bit more, and people are familiar. But then we do get some that pop up, and people go, "Huh, what's that?" And luckily, um, we have enough patrons who will take a chance just because it's at our our cinema and see these movies they never really heard about um, because we do have a reputation for bringing in good films. But um, it really, again, there's a huge range in budgets and depends on which studio produces it to how much they'll back it for um, advertising. Right. So I think it was just like two and three years ago, the top uh, Oscar-winning films were both independent films. The Shape of Water and Moonlight won the year before, and a lot of people never heard or had the opportunity to see that movie. And here in East Stroudsburg in Monroe County, we have a theater that shows these kind of movies. And so when Oscar time comes around... Uh, you don't have to say, what? I, I never even heard of that movie. Where do I see it? So we're really lucky to have it. And then I, I believe when it is Oscar season, sometimes they come back. Yeah, depending on when they're released and uh, how long we had it and how recently we had it, we'll bring them back. But we do um, because unlike the larger chain theaters, we have more control over what we bring in. We look at the nominations and do our best to get as many of them as possible that our patrons want. They might have missed it because they hadn't heard about it or, you know, we've all been there. I've, I've been meaning to see a movie for a month and oops, and now it's gone. Um, life happens. So we do we do try to bring that back for yeah. Oscar season. And if you get the email and you see these films that you never heard of, all you have to do is Google them and yep. you can get ratings and you get the storyline, find out if it's something you might be interested in. And then some of these independent films just come out of nowhere yeah. and all of a sudden they're so popular and by then they might be gone. So if people are smart, they'll check out the Pocono Cinema every week to see what's playing. Um, even if you never heard of the film, you might want to look it up. And then of course there's also foreign films that you yeah. wouldn't see anywhere else. Yeah. Um, so we do, when opportunities come up, we bring in some foreign films. One of the other trends I'm seeing are uh, documentaries, and, and I imagine it has something to do with the times. I mean, video has been out for so long now that you can go back in the archives that uh, World War II uh, documentary you had, the one with Mr. Rogers was mm-hmm. absolutely fabulous. I know Tom Hanks is playing him in a feature film, and the same thing with Ruth Bader Ginsburg, a feature film came out on her. But before that, we have these documentaries where it's real film. I mean, it's editing, it's real people talking, it's not somebody putting their spin on it obviously it's not an original screenplay but um, the documentaries are just getting better and better as far as I'm concerned what do you think about that yeah we've noticed um, that documentaries have gotten more common um, and 
the quality is fantastic. RBG was probably one of the most successful documentaries we've ever booked because um, a long for a long time, you only had a relatively small group that was asking for documentaries. Um, and for whatever reason, I think, like you said, with our current culture and how things are going, it's shifted and people are genuinely interested in seeing documentaries. And we've had a lot coming out and they're phenomenal and, and popular. We just had um, Echo in the Canyon, which you know featured music from the 60s and 70s. And people loved it. And I believe Pavarotti you had recently. Yep. I saw that one. I mean, yeah. really a deep dive into somebody everybody's heard of, but you don't know a lot about. But again, I think the difference is that documentaries decades ago was somebody went out with a camera and filmed something and they put it up. And if you were interested in that specific subject matter, right. great. If not, this is using footage from history recent history mm -hmm. you know it was showed ruth bader ginsburg when she was graduating uh, from law school right. um that kind of footage wasn't available you know 30 40 years ago but something like march of the penguins which sort of came out of yeah. nowhere was really considered a documentary and again it was shot uh in a fashion of of not using old footage but that came out of nowhere so i think yeah. documentaries are just so much more interesting nowadays than they used they to be they seem to kind of fall into um, one of three categories, in, in my opinion. So you have the just genuinely interesting stories like RBG, where her life story is just captivating. Um, then you have the visually stunning ones, like the World War II, where they are redoing this. And it is just, I mean, we had people coming out of the theater saying, it, it feels like I'm in the trenches and then you also have um the music where with Pavarotti or Echo in the Canyon where you're sitting in the theater and you're just so sucked into this story and then to have the theater atmosphere with this sound and it's surrounding you it makes a big difference so having those stories in a theatrical setting has really changed it opposed to, like you said, um, some of the older documentaries where if you put it on a TV at home, would it really make a difference than if you saw it in a theater? Probably not because you don't have that big visual aspect or that audio you know, aspect where a theater setting makes a big difference. Um, and I think that's why we're seeing a lot more popularity these days with those. Tell us a little bit about um, when you added the cultural center aspect. Um, what was the thought behind that, and and how's that been evolving? Yeah, so as a nonprofit, um, part of our mission is to give back to the community. So we don't want to just be seen as a great movie theater, which of course we are, um, but we have to do more than just show great movies to be able to be a nonprofit. Um, we have an art gallery. It's the Yetter Family Art Gallery, and we rotate every um, two months. We have a new artist, typically local. Um, occasionally, we will get some people out of the community, but we try to keep it community-based, and um, we wanted to have stages where emerging artists could feel comfortable 
having a place to perform. So our theater, the largest theater with a stage only seats 126 people. If you are an emerging artist and you only have 50 people in the audience and you go to the Sherman, it feels like nobody came. If you put that same number of people in the intimate setting of the theater um, with our staging and, and seating, it feels like a full house. And it's a really great feeling. We've seen a lot of artists come through and it gives them a positive experience. Um, we've also had some bigger names from New York come in. Uh, Andrea McArl, who was the original Annie on Broadway. Uh, Howard McGillan did Phantom of the Opera. And those were very well received. Um, but ticket prices were a little bit higher than some community ones. So we, we tended to now focus more on local acts and make it more about our community because that seems to be what they wanted. Yes. And, and don't you also have a family movie uh, series? We do. Um, every month we have a free family movie series and it's the third weekend of every month and it's always family friendly and we rotate between an animated movie and live action to kind of expand uh, the age groups that we hit. And it's free. It is. It's absolutely free. If you're a family of four going to a regular movie, you're looking at $40 just walking through the door. And then, you know, by the time you get popcorn and everything, it adds up very, very quickly. And we wanted to make this something that everyone would feel comfortable doing. And uh, we've had such a positive response from the community. And we've had numerous families thank us because um, there were a lot of kids who had never been to a movie theater before because they just couldn't afford it. So it's, it's a really great program. And uh, in addition to that, we actually, we partnered with the YMCA over the summer with their summer camp program to come watch movies on the big screen every Friday as a treat. You know, if they're good all week, they'd come. And uh, again, a lot of those kids had never been to a cinema before. Yeah. And, and uh, it was a really big honor to be able to give that experience. Yeah, it's a great it's a great program. I, I've already uh, utilized it myself. I have a little sister through Big Brothers Big Sisters, and and I brought her in, and she just loved it. But she's eleven. Um, mm-hmm. I understand it's a no shush movie. I mean, I have a grandson who's not two yet, and I'd love to yeah. take him to his first movie experience, and that would be a, a great program because it is a, a no shush movie. Absolutely. Um, there are a lot of families who are hesitant to take their kids because. They don't know how they'll be, and this is perfect for uh, children who haven't been to movies before. And another thing that differentiates Pocono Cinema, I think, from your standard uh, blockbuster movie theater or mall uh, theater is the cafe. Yeah. It's not a huge cafe, no. but it's such a warm and cozy place, and there are books and magazines, and of course you have great coffee. It's a Me coffee too. house. Uh, I think I've seen people who just stop by for a cup of coffee, even if they're not even going into the theater. You have Jimmy's ice cream. Mm-hmm. You have real popcorn. It's not huge, and of course you have the beautiful artwork going before mm-hmm. you get into the movie theater, but it's almost like a gathering place uh, where people could have a meeting um, a, you know, a small meeting, and it's a good place to just meet on Cortland Street in East Stroudsburg. And is there a book club that's associated? We are still doing the book club. We, of course, as a movie theater, will uh, pair it with a movie and then a book. And they vary. I mean, it's never the same genre 
it's always varied. They've done stuff from biographies to graphic novels and, you know, everything in between classics, books. modern, so many local books. authors. I mean, just yeah. so many books over. now are, are turned into movies. So it makes perfect sense because it's always interesting to read the book and then see the movie and discuss the difference. So yeah. you have that built into the theater in that in that club. We do. And it's, it's a really nice um, community event. It's free. And we have new people joining, and it's just, it's different. A lot of people find it because they might be new in the community uh, and looking for ways to make a connection. They, a lot of people find it when they retire and are looking for something to do. We have multiple retired teachers, and, you know, and they're like, I need something. And they, they find this book club and just you know, love it and, and stay. It's a really nice um, addition to the different events that we do. So besides the book club uh, discussions you have about movies that were once books, um, I understand you also have discussions around maybe some movies that are worth talking about or, or, or breakthrough movies, differentiating, for instance, uh, Black Panther, the first Marvel movie to be up for an Oscar with uh, a black leading cast. Yeah. Uh, tell us a little bit more about that. Um, yeah, so an opportunity kind of fell in our lap, and um, we partnered with the Monroe chapter of the NAACP and put together a panel, and it was a very diverse panel, both in age and backgrounds, and the discussion that developed after to add the element of a discussion following a movie was something that we were very interested in doing, and um it went very well, and this is actually a component that we're hoping to build as more opportunities come up. We're looking for, you know, um, whether they're new movies or bringing back an older movie like we did um, with Black Panther that had been out. Um, it's something that we would like to do, partnering with the community, the local schools, the university, um, just really bringing people together to talk about anything really, um, whether it's environmental issues or, um, you know, different cultural backgrounds, different experiences. We did, we didn't have a movie to pair with it, but we did um, bring in, so we had a Holocaust remembrance event. And with that, we had an art show. And then we actually had some Holocaust survivors come in and talk about their experiences and uh, we want to, you know, take it a step further and hopefully pair this with movies being a movie theater. So another facet of an independent theater that differentiates it from those uh, large chain movie movie theaters that you find at the malls. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So what's next? Um, I'm sure you're already looking into the future. Uh, uh, organizations like people are always evolving. Um, what are you thinking about? So we have a lot of, you know, always a lot of moving parts going on. Um, we are fortunate enough that we have secured the funding that the Free Family Movie um, series will continue next year. So very happy about that. And um, our art gallery, the uh, Yetter Family Art Gallery, will still be there. But how it's run is going to be a little bit different. And I'm, I'm pretty excited about that. Um, Andrea Rimberg has been our art coordinator for many years and uh, she said you know 
her her time has run and she wants to focus on some other things so um she said she wanted to step down and we stopped and we thought about okay well well what what will we do and you know of course she won't leave us high and dry and I talked to Melissa Geiger who is a uh one of our board members and she's an art history professor at East Strasburg University and she came up with the idea to have a student-run gallery so she'll be um, in charge of it. She'll get a student and then we'll actually have an intern from East Strasburg University get some hands-on experience in art because a lot of times they're producing art but they're not actually getting to connect with the community, seeing it in action, talking to other artists outside of students. Um, so having that connection Again, you know, my background's in education, so anything education-related, I, I get very excited um, to bring the arts and education together, and I really think this is going to be a wonderful, wonderful program. And we talked about, hopefully, um, when the opportunity arises, pairing the art with the movie. So if we have a movie that features, um, I know we actually talked about doing this for an event, um, we do the Vietnam veteran celebration and we want to get artwork inspired by Vietnam era. So whether it's war or just from that time period or, you know, it's very, it's art, it's very open. Um, but having a student help coordinate this and see those connections, I think is great. And then extending that idea to movies. Yes, another great idea for a community theater cultural center involving the local university. So that's yeah. great. So I'm very excited. So uh, the Pocono Morning podcast is about bringing forth beautiful and compelling stories. And I think uh, the Pocono Community Theater, we used to call it, now it's the Cinema and Cultural Center, brings us beautiful and compelling stories in independent film. So I think it's just a great fit that you're here with us uh, this morning. So how do people find out what's going on? at what I call PC3? There's a few ways you can find out what's going on. One great way would be to sign up for our email blast. Every Wednesday I send out an email that has the show times, upcoming special events, anything going on, um, and you can really stay in the know. Also, um, of course, our website. Right now it's pococinema.org. Uh, we are working on rolling out a new website for the beginning of the year. You'll see that coming out and uh, we'll make it just a little bit more user-friendly, and uh, we're going to switch over to PoconoCinema.org uh, in the near future, so be on the lookout for that. And, of course, uh, you can always give us a call. Either get the showtimes. The number is just 570-421-FILM. Very easy to remember. Or if you want to talk to a person, call our box office. We're always happy to answer questions. We get calls all the time, and when I answer the phone, um, it's, it's funny because people be like, oh, you, you're a person. I said, yes, I am. <laughs> and they're like, it's so refreshing to actually just talk to someone. And, and we're always happy to do that. So our box office line is 570-421-6684. And again, um, if people have questions about events or, uh, sometimes just to chat, we've gotten that and that's okay too. <laughs> So it's not one of those vicious cycle voicemails that you have to go through just to find out what time a movie's starting or what's playing. Nope. Nope. You'll, uh, if you call the box office line, you actually will talk to a person. 
If you happen to miss us and leave a message, we always give you a call back. And, um, you know, it's been anything from, can you tell me a little bit more about this movie? Or if I come to the four o'clock movie, what time will I get out? I'm trying to make dinner plans. We're, we're happy to answer any of those questions. Great. There's real people who work at uh, PC3. And it's just great to have you with us uh, this morning, Courtney, because, uh, again, I think um, the Pocono Cinema and Cultural Center just fits in so well with this Pocono Morning Podcast. So you have a wonderful morning, and everybody else out there have a wonderful Pocono Morning. Thank you for listening to the Pocono Morning Podcast series, and we look forward to speaking with you soon. <laughs>